Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. And today, Melanie had the wonderful idea. We're going we're gonna to talk about dreams today. Yay, dreams, because I had a scary one last night. <laughs> are you going to, so are you going to just tell us about your dream and then kind of some philosophies or like, or some theories, I guess, around what, what you've noticed? Yeah, for sure. I don't want to bore you guys with like my dream details, but I do notice a theme throughout my life. So whenever there is, um, I actually just had this conversation. I'm in a, a little bit of an intuitive mastermind and they said, um, what's your biggest fear? And I felt really solid in that moment to say like, I don't fear fear. I just, you know, I work through it. I see it. I meet it head on. And then this dream humbled me <laughs> as they always do. Anytime I have a strong declaration, I know that I'm going to have a switch in my thinking or an expansion of my heart. And so last night, um, leading up to last night, I've been having a ton of lucid dreams, downloads for a program that um, I'm going to be creating in the fall. And they've been waking me up at 3.30 and I haven't been able to get back to bed. So I was like, how about I meet you, alternate Melanie? at 3 30 p.m instead of 3 30 a.m <laughs> so that actually worked it, it worked um in not the way that i asked for it but i was able to dream and still remember my dream but still get sleep so that was pretty cool and then the next night which is last night i had a scary dream <laughs> it was like you you asked for things to happen so i was um outside and there was a bear there and I like me and my partner were walking we came over a hill and I saw a bear and I literally I don't think I honestly don't know if this is a human me would do but I turned and ran and then I shouted over my shoulder I was like bear <laughs> and then he ran and we got to the house we locked the door and the door lock wouldn't lock all the way so I was like it's never gonna hold and then we ran upstairs and he, I don't know where he went. And I went in another room and I saw the bear walk by and I was like, holy shit, or whoops, holy s. And I closed the door <laughs> and then I opened the window and I started climbing out on the roof. And just as my dream was ending, my feet got stuck in the window and then the bear was like at my feet. And so when this happens to me, and, and it's crazy because me and my partner share dream space, I believe. He had a dream last night that he was being chased by vampires. His are always human kind of fears or yeah. human-ish kind of fears. And so we were talking about that this morning. And it's like, I notice it happens when we're out of alignment, when we're not living in total alignment with where we want to be or, or what we want to do. And there's just something that we're avoiding. I notice it mostly in him because it's easier to see in someone else. Um, but yeah, like chasing dreams, scared of something, running from uh, the truth of something or facing something is kind of the emotion that I get from it. Yeah. And when, yeah, like just going into, um, I'd love to hear how you guys do this too, but the understanding of dream space is that it's actually processing all of your emotions that you feel through the day. Yeah. So in an archetypal symbolic way, those are your emotions that you're experiencing most vividly through the day, whether you're consciously aware of it or unconscious to it. So I just like want to add this in here. This isn't a dream thing, but from a metaphysical perspective, when you made that declaration that you are not afraid of fear, 
there's a burnoff that has to occur because you weren't always that way. And so it makes sense that you would have like something come into your life to be fearful of, in this case, your dream, so that you can burn it off and fully let it go. Because it's like, uh, I don't have like a physical way to share it. It's like, it's the burn off that has to occur to fully let it go. Like my silly post of like when I went shopping uh, in December and then I was like, I had like three minutes of hot tears and I was like, what the F? Like, this is the best day ever. I'm having such a magical, crazy, cool day. I always imagined this day, but it was the burn off that needed to come out at that time to fully release any guilt, like whatever is going on at that time. But if there's anything dwindling, I think it has to come up and out in some way. So maybe it comes for you for dreams. For me, I feel like I just cry. (laughs) And I don't even like feel sad. When you say burn off, do you think that that could be like the burning of repressed or refused emotion? Is that what that means? I think so. Because it was like buried so deep probably for so long. And I feel like you have let go of it and you do like being able to declare it was like, Oh fuck. Have I really like, Oh, you're afraid of S and I said the F word. Have I really let go of it? (laughs) I'm I'm observing this. Sorry too. Cause we've sworn a lot in past podcasts, but today for some reason it's (laughs) swear away guys. It's good. Okay. Okay. Good. (laughs) Full E on this one. But yeah, I think it's just like that little bit that's still there. Like I look at it as like the bottom of a dried out bucket that has like the silt at the bottom. And so it's like completely, you've taken everything out of the bucket. So you no longer have the beliefs that were in that bucket there, but there's that little bit of fine silt that comes in and we have to like I call it like watering it out. So I like literally visualize water coming into the bucket and overflowing to allow all of that to just fully be gone. And then I have this beautiful clean bucket. <laughs> it's all nice. It's all and good. You actually like physically manifest it through like water and salt tear. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah. It is pretty wild when you think about it. Yeah. But I it, it really is. Because I don't really dream, guys, and I shamed myself for a long time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it actually can be quite disruptive, but there are a few different things that you can do. Um, when I worked with my uh, yoga mentor, she wouldn't set an alarm for her yoga teacher training when she was in it. She said, I just practice telling myself I'll wake up at this time. And so if we believe that what we plant in our subconscious mind comes to fruition, as that window closes before you go to bed, you can yeah. say, I want to remember my dreams at, yes. or wake me up at 7.30. I'll wake up at 7.30. You can plant whatever you need to happen. And then, you know, more likely than not, if you are in that real true, uh, like alpha state, it's going to take. And, and the unconscious is always watching. Oh, so cool. Like, and this is why I think I actually don't dream because I used to have quite vivid, horrible scary dreams and they wouldn't even make sense like they don't make any sense at all but so I started telling myself like probably 15 20 years ago that I just like want to have a restful sleep and whatever needs to happen like and it's grown over time as I get more into intuition and brainwaves and like all of those types of things and now it's just like I'm just gonna have a peaceful sleep and you're gonna heal whatever you need to heal and all the things are gonna happen while I'm sleeping that need to happen but I don't need to remember them (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> it's what I tell that's, myself. I don't need to know. And that's so interesting because I think I remember your story being like you were unhappy and you weren't living your your like true life. And I had the same experience in my dream space. Like I was actually horrified at what my mind could create in my dream space when I was in that same state. It was like I wasn't being who I was. I wasn't feeling um, safe to show up as who I was. And it's like there were like murderous scenes in my in my nightmares, dreams. Yes. It was I, I had a lot of shame around those. Right. And I don't have them anymore. Yeah. Cause you're like living your purpose now. You don't have yeah, to. But I think what if you took away the like, I want to look up bear. I don't have my book up here, but I freaking want to know what kind of bear was it? Was it a grizzly bear? Was it a black bear? Was it a like a bear in tiny well, house? Like that was that white it bear? Was you huge. <laughs> It was a huge, like, I think it was a grizzly bear because it was so big, but it was, it was huge and it was relentless. Like the energy behind like not giving up was, that was, that was the frustrating part. I felt like I could run to the ends of the earth and it would still be behind me. So there's like, there's a lot to dig in. And even as we're talking, I have to journal because there's, um, it's coming up around trust. So, um, that's what I'm seeing it as is it's, um, there's been a lot surfacing for me around trust and that's kind of my whole life purpose is wow. to overcome and to make friends with trust. Which is like, sounds like, like you put that in a sentence, but it's like a massive <laughs> thing mm-hmm. to overcome. Like that's, I think what a lot of us on different levels are truly, try- like if we trust ourselves fully to our full capacity, what a beautiful freaking life we would have if we trusted every decision we ever made of just like, this is the yeah. right decision. It'd be such a different yeah. I I have like a couple like little like do, do, do things that have been kind of coming down as you guys are talking. But one of the things that's interesting, so as you've been talking and as like, I've been like living your dream, right? And like, I'm a visual person. And so yeah. when people describe things to me, I put myself there. So obviously I can't like, you know, show you that I was like in your dream, but like for what I see, this is like the, like I got kind of a metaphor out of it and you obviously, this doesn't feel like it resonates and don't, don't take it. But the, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of bear and obviously I, I'm not searching this and maybe there's like a more reliable place, but I, I always associate bear with the mother because the bear is like the ultimate in like is the ultimate mother in my opinion and to the point of where this is weird guys okay so you can judge me all you want but I've actually like looked up bear and um how they mother their young (laughs) when sometimes I'm feeling like like if I feel like I'm getting too lost in the politics of motherhood I'll go to nature and just be like what does a bear do (laughs) yeah and I also do gorillas too so like I'll be like what does a gorilla do and like so I like one thing for specifically which is sort of stupid but um, bears nurse their young for two years because I was like looking about nursing and breastfeeding and stuff and I was like well what does the, what do other animals what do other mammals yeah. do um, because we have cultural uh, like implications but um, you know and I, and I know that there's a lot of people that are working to overcome those and stuff but I, I was just curious about other people in, in nature and anyways and so bears yeah bears nurse their young for about two years and um Anyway, so when I like see bear, like it makes me think of, of the mother and 
maybe there is like something to like look at is like if you were the bear like if you like changed your like it's both you were you and you were the bear and like maybe it's um a facing of self like like basically it's an opportunity to see self and look in at self and go um and just like um it it looks like a like a like almost like a duality a mirror thing i'm not explaining this very well but it just looks like that's a version of me and those are my honest feelings as a version of me and maybe it's like looking at that in like the way that it applies as mother and the response is as mother too like so but it's just the other side of self like i don't know so that was kind of what came to mind as you were as you were talking but uh that's i like it that's just like my feelings around bear i always go to mother because mother i i have uh i've been pulling bear in my cards a lot lately too and in the oracle cards it says that it's awakening from a slumber and to learn something new and that's been it's crazy because you know what i think i'm scared i think i'm scared to learn something new because anytime i have gone and learned um mostly online i choose like i'm um, I feel pretty wise in choosing the right teacher for myself, but I've done some online programs where they've mostly left me feeling out of alignment with myself. And so I'm investing in a 10 month journey for the next, um, starting in June. And I maybe am a little afraid of showing up as a student when you're used to taking the role of teacher and, um, yeah, that's like, I'm excited, like consciously yeah. excited, but yeah, very nervous, very. And even thinking about that as I went to bed last night is like, I was literally planning like, how am I going to show up in space? What will I look like? Like, oh my God, <laughs> just, like really thinking it through before it happens. So that, yeah, yeah. It's probably um, facing that fear of my own self. Can I show up as me? That's like, would that just be okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fully as you. Yeah, as student, yeah. which I love. Like, I yeah. love, love being a student, but I also now have been in a contained space of not being a student for many years now. And my last student experience, I kind of had my pants pulled down um, metaphorically in front of the whole group we had it it was not good it was uh i saw that they've updated how they share their feedback now but i was not prepared to have my subtle body entered and told to the whole room but that's what happened and i think it traumatized me a little bit yeah honest yeah 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 i forgot about that (laughs) yeah yeah subtle body is you should ask permission Mm-hmm. not say don't take this with your personality that's how it got started. dive into that yeah it, no explain it more here like what happened yeah not even like the specifics of it but like how it uh felt mm. like that's a vulnerable it literally felt like an energetic rape it okay. did. that's i was the word that came to my mind i was like yeah. that's 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 not okay like that that's yeah. non-consensual like it was a non-consensual intimate interaction which would be like yeah anyways that was the metaphor that came to my mind too absolutely right and that's why we don't 
just start talking about people's energy bodies without, you know, I always find it like it's such a private thing, but um, it was in a training that I took and we all had to go up and take the seat of teacher in front of like the teachers of teachers. So that was um, really nerve wracking for me. And then I was excited. It was like, you know, I, I was just doing this to deepen my understanding. So I'd already been teaching and I was like, this is going to be a breeze. I still felt really like insecure being in, you know, uh, with a mentor that I, I, I like had strong reverence for. Mm -hmm. So I went up, took the seat, did my thing. And then I, I was watching it happen to everyone else before I got up there. So I kind of had like, it was starting to build. And I thought, well, I'm just going to guard and protect myself and not allow that. But no, it was invasive. It came in and it started with, so we, we all taught very short segments. You didn't get to really show your personality as a teacher at all. And then right after there were three feedback pieces from different teachers. And they've since updated that to say that she will go into the subtle body and give you feedback from there, which I think is cool if you're, if that's if what you signed prepared up for. for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was prepared for feedback on my teaching, yeah. not on my chakra centers and where I had work to do in, um, in myself and in my, in my subtle body. And I just watched, I literally watched everyone get crushed over and over again like their faces just got shattered and i i was no different and it infuriated me it actually angered me for a long time i journaled about it i spoke to my mentor about it and it was like it really because it was so true you know like it was um it was like if you had been traumatized as a child and you're in a room of people you didn't know and your psychiatrist came in and started telling them how traumatized you had been it felt like that or literally like I, they stripped me naked in front of the class and it was just such a violation it was such a violation and it happened to everyone um yeah it was it was not good not a good i've never had that experience yeah i never ever lived through anything like that and to have it be start with don't take this with your personality well, my ego was going to be at the forefront because you have just violated my energy body. How do you not take that with your personality? You're asking me not to be human. Yeah. And why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It would have been so cool to have that if they said, if you'd like to understand what's going on in your energy body, permission, you know, like have a, a, yes, absolutely. Permission. Permission yes. is key. That wow. feels like a that feels like a pursuit of power though. Like that's why I think that like like I I hate using the word rape because I would never want to, to like diminish someone's experience as far yeah. as like having a rape. It's just that there's such like there's so many themes that are showing up in, in both concepts. Like like rape is is not about the act of sex. It's about the act of power and taking power yeah. and um and exercising that over someone yeah like it's it's the it's it's basically everything around the actual act of sex that's that is the rape and to me that's what just happened there it's like i get to control your response like i get to decide how you respond to this i get to impose this upon you without your permission like to me that that's just that person kind of coming from a place of like let me show you how powerful i am and let me take your power like there there's lots of things wrong with which that, would be but. their personality 
Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Um, it, it did. It definitely came from a place of ego, even the way that the, like the personality was held on the face as it was delivered. It was like, maybe it's my lens that I was wearing, but I watched it even before it got to me. And it came with like this complete uh, pleasure of being able to strip someone down in front of everyone and to expose them. And I just like, it, I was just sitting Dirty. so angry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- I don't love that you're experiencing it now, but I feel like this will be so healing for you just even before you even start your thing in June. Yeah, I I did the um, I did the turnaround. <laughs> you know, there's um, uh, what is her? Gosh, I'm drawing a blank. But it's called the turnaround, and you turn the situation around. And I I thought I came to um, somewhat of an acceptance with that. But even as we're talking, I'm holding back tears. Yeah, and half of it is anger, and half of it is like just deep sorrow that that you get violated in that way. And I didn't stand up for myself. I just allowed it to happen. And after the training, I thought I have to send an email and say that this happened and that that this shouldn't happen again. I'm guessing that someone did or something was said because like the way that it's now uh, offered as feedback is like, this is what you're going to get. And I I really would have appreciated that from the beginning. So at least like, you know, that the change has been made and and there's a reconciliation around it, but it was, yeah, it was just such that shock and that you're stuck. You, you lose your power because you've put it in the hands of the teacher and then you, you know, to have that happen was, and as an experienced teacher, like it was like, it wasn't my first rodeo too. And I still felt Helpless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm just holding space for that. Yeah, because yeah, no. that's big. It really is. And it weighs heavy on the responsibility we have as people and energy workers and intuits to gauge if this is acceptable in this moment is this is this benefiting the overall situation is this information that i can pull out a gift or or will it be something that's a violation yeah and like that held me back from the energy world i'll call mm-hmm. it a little bit because i was i had heard of similar cir- circumstances like not the same at all but like just um people playing in other people's energy or using it in a negative way towards them. And it just made me like grossed out by the whole thing. And I was like, I don't want a part of that. And I think that still happens on a regular basis. Like I had an old, I have a friend that worked with an old mentor and she just said a couple of things to me in passing. Like it, it, it was meant to come up for me I is how I look at it because it wasn't like we were talking about that. I don't know why it came up. And there were some things said about somebody just like being fake, I guess, about energy and that sort of thing. And I was just like, it left me feeling really nasty. And I was like, now I look back at every interaction of what was real and what was fake. And I really looked up to you and honored and yeah like it's just it's a fascinating piece and it makes me sad to be honest 
Yeah. And that you just really nailed it. Right. I looked up to you and I trusted you. And then it's like, if there is an abuse of power, whether you know it or not, like, obviously it was, it brought to light and changed, but that's like, I know, I remember working with Tanya, she was doing Thai massage on me and I do this too. I don't do the muscle body, but Tanya will listen. And I, I might be butchering what you said to me, Tanya, but Tanya will listen to how the body responds to whether she gives the oral feedback or not. And I do the same thing with the subtle body is sometimes the conscious self isn't ready to receive this, but it needs to be worked through and that's okay. And so I do it silently. And Tanya, did I, did I get that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Fair fair enough. Like, I think it's, yeah, the same thing. It's just, we're just doing physically, we're doing something slightly different, but I think like Mm -hmm. energetically we're doing the same thing. And you could tell by the way their body was responding, if they would be open to receiving it or not. Usually it's like, um, I have, I have it happen in tarot too, actually, but it's, it's actually more like I'll see it and go, if, if I can't find the words that would come out in a loving and compassionate way, then to me, it's not ready. Because if I'm going to be like, oh, blah, and it's like, and it comes across as really blunt or, or really, uh, then it's, I'm like, it's, if I can't communicate this effectively, then it's not ready to come out. So, I love that. If it doesn't come out in a loving or compassionate yeah. way. And, and that's, um, that's a boundary I have too as a practitioner though like that's is like I'm not going to share something if I think that you're going to go home and it's going to cause some sort of injury like Mm. even if it's real it doesn't matter if it's real Mm. and it causes injury that's that's working outside of my intention and my values so I work with my like my value system and if I can't communicate something in a way that I think is loving and healthy and effective and um, like going to leave that person feeling whole, um, and at ease, then it's not, it's not something I share and everyone is different in how they receive. Like I've also shared some stuff that I would argue is like, Whoa, this is like pretty intense, but I can feel from the person in front of me that them hearing that is not going to shatter them, break them or injure them. It's, it's something that they want to hear for confirmation, like something they already know they, they need to hear it because that confirms everything that they've felt or seen or observed or, you know, known for quite some time. And they just need to hear it outside of themselves to hear it again. So I feel like I can usually kind of get the difference and yeah. And then just kind of, and, and obviously there's some stuff too, where you see it and you're like, well, that's going to come out in its own natural timing and I don't want to affect that. So Mm -hmm. but that's so interesting I was um thinking that we we teach or practice differently but then at the end you you uh went to if it is going to cause like a you know a catalyst for someone because I will get messages and wording I trust the wording I receive I always do um if they're on the table and it's never been wrong for me so far but if it's a word, I'm like, ooh, my human self doesn't like this word. I trust it. That's what they need to hear. And most of the time, it's their own self-dialogue that needs to be said out loud so that they can see how how crushing it is. That's, wow. um, yeah, I can't even think of an example. But every, like everyone's always been like, oh, my God, like no other word would have made me feel that way. And I'm like, God, it made me feel gross to say it. But like <laughs> it is. Yeah. 
I trust so much that in that space, but that's such a safe space between me and them. That's just me and them. That, and that's that's not even truly me. For your experience is that you felt you were in a safe space and then were completely violated. Yeah. And like watched it go around the room as like your time is ticking, you're coming up and yeah, wanting to just escape or run away. Oy. As an yeah, adult. That's a, that's a different intention though. Like, yeah. Completely sure. different. Anyways, um, we're going to wrap up. Do you have any things? <laughs> is there any way we can bookend this or tie it in a nice little bow? <laughs> I, I think that it's like, look how crazy dreams are. So we started this conversation <laughs> talking about a dream and then we literally unraveled it. Um, I, I wasn't, uh, I didn't consciously come here prepared to do this dive with you guys, but I, um, I'm open to that happen. and Love it. I'm, I hope that it helps someone else who may be able to experience that sort of thing with an energy worker is like, trust is huge. Trust is key. And if you get stuck in a situation like that, absolutely. You, you know, you still have power to leave. If, you, if it feels not right, if it feels not good, you still have the power to leave. I should have just left. Perhaps we can do um, an episode on, um, addressing and healing some of those interactions just because I feel like that's not uncommon. Like, I think that we, we do have this, like, especially, um, I don't know. I think like in the spiritual community, we can have this, like, oh my gosh, that person is so like powerful because they have this like intuitive connection or, oh wow, they're so amazing. And then there has also been this, and we've talked a little bit about this, but there's been this, um, concept driven in that I don't think any of us agree with, I think I won't speak for you, but um, that if you are empathic, aka intuitive, aka spiritually and in, you know involved, you can't be narcissistic, which I don't is not the case, right? Like you, obviously, people can tap into intuition and still have um, a, like lack ethics or yeah. um, are or just have different ethics and values than you do, and there can be that misalignment that can create a disease. So perhaps we'll do an episode and we'll come back to this and we'll kind of go, okay, if you've experienced that like kind of a violation on a spiritual level, what are some steps to take in creating more peace in that, in that space? Mm -hmm. That's that. Yeah. I like that. That's good. And that is so true that you, you can't trust a human to not be human. Like even as, as spiritually connected as you are, you are equal parts at, at best equal parts. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. We appreciate you listening. And um, if you want to click subscribe and uh, leave us a comment or share feedback with us, we, we really like hearing from you. And um, if you're on Apple and you want to leave us a review, it does help boost the algorithm and then people can find us. We also love when you guys share on your Instagram or on your Facebook, or if you just give us like some social media shout outs, we love that. And we're so, so grateful for that. So thank you. Um, email us spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at the spiritual boss podcast. And then of course we're all on our separate accounts too. So please feel welcome to follow and comment and check us out. Peace in peace out.